is Tracy Cook and welcome to the Victim to Victory podcast series. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome challenges in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious, that go on to support and inspire others to do the same. And today we are welcoming and giving a voice to a very good friend of mine and fellow Play to Win reality show um, contestant in 2019, Ryan Johnson. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for joining us today. Well, hey, Miss Tracy Cook. Thank you so much for having me on the Victim to Victory podcast. That's super cool of you. No, it's my pleasure, Ryan. I know that your story is really impactful. I know that you have um, overcome a lot of adversities that our audience will get a lot of value out of and let them not feel alone in the world. And your story is real. It's authentic. And I know that you are going to, and you are already, impacting so many other people. And you are an entrepreneur on fire. And Ryan doesn't like to toot his own horn, so I'm going to toot it for him because he's an amazing individual. He is heart-centred. He's impactful. He delivers so much value in his space of entrepreneurship, and he is part of the change that is going to literally change the world because his positive mindset, his friendship, his heart-servant leadership is really needed. So this is what Ryan Johnson um, all is encompassing. And I would love you to start sharing your journey, Ryan, wherever you're comfortable and a little bit uncomfortable in sharing your journey of who is Ryan Johnson and uh, what journey have you been on? Well, for sure, Tracy, that is one hell of an introduction. Uh, I thought you were talking about somebody else there for a second, uh, but you kept saying my name. So I had to put two and two together there. Yeah. Yeah, my journey is, is and has been impactful um, in a negative aspect and in the positive aspect. It's, it's been a hell of a ride for sure and very interesting along the way. Hmm, where do I start? Let's start when I was a wee little kid, eight years old. No, just kidding. We're not going to start there. We're not <laughs> going to start there. For, for consideration of time, let's, uh, let's fast forward. Being that this is the Victim to Victory podcast, when, when I was kind of like, you know, self-reflecting earlier this afternoon about this interview, I have really been my own victim, victim to myself. And, you know, there are other, I'm sure other people have their stories and other people have uh, misfortunes that have happened in their life. And whether it be, uh, you name the gauntlet of all the crap that can happen to you as a kid. Uh, 
none of that happened to me as a kid. Matter of fact, growing up, my my childhood was uh, the Brady Bunch type scenario. Um, my parents were married the whole time. I didn't have to deal with divorce, abuse, sexual or physical. None of that. My victim mentality was put upon by myself and my own self doing. I'm my worst own enemy. And what I've gone through is self-imposed. Um, and what I'm talking about when, when, I, when I say that, um, I'm talking about my addictive personality. I can be addicted to a whole bunch of things. It just ends up that I'm addicted to alcohol. And I consider myself an alcoholic with, a, with that type of personality. It could have been, I could have easily been addicted to heroin, cocaine, you name it, you, porn, you know, you name it. I could probably be addicted to it because that's just how my brain works and how I'm wired. All right. Well, um, all said and good. So that's what I'm dealing with. Here's the destruction that it has caused in my life. Well, um, I don't know how many times I've been arrested or how many times uh, I've only been in jail, probably like three times, but not too long. Just a little weekend stay here, or there. Uh, the longest stint was about 90 days, you know, not, not locked up too long, just a little vacation, you know, to uh, dry me out. Uh, so I've been in and out of jail. I've been through eight different treatment uh, facilities where, you know, what, well, apparently, apparently after seven, it wasn't catching hold, you know, so there was something kind of broken in that for, in that system and, and how I was perceiving it or accepting it or mentality can't can't really can't really put my thumb on it but it didn't work for me and so I continued on with my addictive personality and and my use and it started to get really really bad really bad overall oh let's throw this in there for part of the destruction um it's cost me probably well over, well over a hundred thousand dollars. Well over a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, it's cost me a house. It's cost me my marriage. It's cost me uh, friendships, and these are losses. Let's let's say these are complete losses. Lost uh, family members, friendships, uh, jobs. I'm not sure how many jobs it's cost me. Um, at the very very low point. At the very, very low point, it was going to be absolute homelessness or death. Like that was almost intimate. That would be my future, absolute future. Um, and your so, single dad as well, Ron. Oh, we're going to get we're going to get to the beautiful aspect of the story a little later. Yes, yes, I am a single father. 
with 100% custody. Huh. Wow. How did that all shake out? Well, here's how it shook out. So one, it was bad. And when I say bad, it, I'm, at, I'm talking about my feelings. I had lost all self-respect, depression, worry, anxiety, ashamed, embarrassed, self-loathing. And then I got into the, oh, woe is me, poor me. Oh, why does this happen to me? And and that's a crappy type of existence. And it was a downward spiral, downward spiral. And through the addiction and fueling that was just fueled to the fire of the negative emotions and the lack of self-confidence. And uh, it was it was absolutely disgusting and actually really, really selfish, really selfish in hindsight. Now, when you're going through it, you don't realize that you're being an asshole to other people and to yourself, you know, because the pity and the self-loathing, um, you think that that's just your existence. Well, here it is. This is how I am. I guess I'll just cash in my chips. You know, go all in. I'm done. Um, it was, and I, at one one time, one day, I came to the realization. All right, this this is the end. This is the end. There's got to be something. There's got to be something bigger and better. And this is not my life right now. This is not me. One, literally, give me 15 seconds. I'm going to show you what snapped me out of it and changed my damn life. I'd love that. While Ryan's just off for 10 to 15 seconds and getting what I think he's getting, which he has. You see that? This is a beautiful picture. I love this picture. That's, that's my daughter. And that was a beautiful, glorious summer afternoon. We were taking a walk in one of the local parks here in Minnesota. It was a beautiful summer day. There was daisies uh, popping up all over the place. We were on our walk. And I snapped that photo of her face is absolutely pure enjoyment pure unfiltered enjoyment i saw this as i'm coming out out of a drunken stupor and i'm like shit's shit's gotta change it's gotta change uh all of a sudden there's a bigger purpose now and it's not about me i have to change me so i can take care of her take care of her because, uh, all right, time to quit being selfish, uh, time to, you know, put my big, big boy pants on and get to work. So, and get to work. I did. Uh, I did a lot of self-development, a lot. I I put in a ton of work on self-development books, positive affirmations, 
gratitude lists, eh? gratitude lists, being grateful, being thankful, listening to podcasts, doing my own self-study and self-reflective work and, and figuring myself out, figuring myself out. And so, and that, that takes work now. And it's a lot to, how does the work go? It starts off by just being honest with myself that, that the way I was going was detrimental and causing destruction all around me, all around me and destroying myself. And to change all of that was a mindset change. Like from going like I'm, I'm stuck here and having a fixed mindset, like, well, you know, this is how it is. And that's how it's always going to be to uh, opening up my mindset and having uh, a growth mindset of, okay, well, that's where I was. Uh, this thing between my ears can grow, learn new beliefs, new beliefs, uh, which are like new thoughts and with the new thoughts and beliefs and then taking action on those thoughts and beliefs are creating new uh, positive habits and actions and, you know, taking it day by day and not overthinking of it, not overthinking it, doing the next right thing. And, literally just changing my whole trajectory on it's not about me anymore. Okay. I had my time. I had my time of being selfish and wow, that didn't really work out that well. It didn't work out well at all. Matter of fact, it, it was being so selfish would have killed me in the end. Would have killed me. Um, but what a great awakening, it, looking into your daughter's it, eyes, Ryan, and seeing yeah. that there's light at the end of the tunnel and just in that moment, that's like a sliding door moment for you to think, you know, there's there's something bigger than than me, you know, to look into her, her face and her eyes in that picture. Anybody has to look into the face and the eyes of that little beautiful sweet girl's picture and how could you not be moved by that? So that is such a great awakening. And thank you for sharing that. Well, and, uh, and back to the picture and back to the thought process on that. I'm like, okay, I need to get my shit together because she depends on me. If I were to go, uh, well, then where does she go? Foster care in the, in the, the state's hands. Um, because her father was selfish and, and fucked it all up. Ooh, that's a tough pill to swallow. Well, it was for me. So mm. definitely, definitely. And we don't like to, to look change. in the mirror and see our flaws and our faults. Do we, we just don't uh, like to, but, uh, and it's hard and it's painful. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, now, after putting in the work, after, you know, doing 
Oh, you know, a good, a good resource for me at the beginning of this whole, you know, transformation of, of like me trying to be better was okay. I had to, and my self-development, um, well, what changed? Oh, everything, everything had to change my everything from my association to my friends, to, uh, to my job, everything had to go and be reworked and renewed. So I was tapping into the local AA meetings. Now this is pre COVID pre COVID where stuff was still going on, where you could meet in places and like hug people and give handshakes and, you know, like pats on the back, way to go. Good job. Uh, that went away real quick, real quick. So then that association was literally stripped away. Now they do meetings via zoom and what have you, which there's, I don't know how to adapt a zoom meeting to that type of personal connection. When you're talking about recovery, personal development, when you're talking about your problems, you know, there's just something about being in a room and the physical like presence and energy of people that you do not get through zoom. Yes. I can see you and I can talk to you and we can communicate, which is about that. Yeah, I'll call it 60%, but I'm no mathematician guy. But if I was next to you and we could hug and, you know, hold hands or, you know, you could see actual emotion, that is true connection. And that's not, that's not through this. So where am I going with that? Oh, well, that was stripped away. So now it was at um, starting over. So how am I going to, how am I personally going to be better? All right, I need to figure it out. So I figured out my own damn program and it seems to be working quite well. And that's extreme self-love and self-care. That's what I call it because that's a, that's a, a nice way of play, of saying, Extremely disciplined. <laughs> Self-love is better to say than if I'm just extremely disciplined and very, very rigid with my daily activities and schedule. Um, yeah. And, and a and definite that's testimony to that, RJ, because I know how dedicated you are and how consistent you are. And there is definitely nothing wrong with, um, as you know, putting our own oxygen mask on first because if we don't look after ourselves, then how are we supposed to look after others, you know? Ab you're absolutely correct on that. Absolutely correct. Now, in, in a weird type of way, it may sound selfish that, hey, i got to take care of myself first, me first. Well, you know what? You kind of do. Because if I'm not healthy, if I'm not strong, if I'm not in the right mental mind state, if I'm not making the money, uh, then I can't support and care for her. If I can't do what I have to do for myself, I can't support and love and provide value on this platform 
or to my team or in my coaching career or make a difference in my neighborhood or in my community or make a larger impact on the world. It all starts with me. I need to take care of myself first and make sure my side of the street is clean and put in the work for me. Then and only then can I go and make a difference. And so do, I do, 100% do you think it's kind of that. swapping one sort of selfishness for another selfishness? So there's kind of like a bad selfishness and a good selfishness, isn't there? Yes, yes, yeah. So absolutely. what does self love look like to you, RJ? What does self love look like apart self-love, from being disciplined? Um, now I can look myself in the mirror. Now I can say, now I can say kind things about myself. Now I walk around with a pretty optimistic attitude and positivity about me. Um, I'm content in my own skin and I feel good. I feel good. Um, Yeah. So I believe being comfortable in your own, own skin, when you can achieve that, Man, that is, I would say that's like the epitome of self-love or pretty darn close. I'm so pleased for you. And how does your, how does your daughter see her dad changing? Obviously that's got to impact that relationship as well. Oh my gosh. Uh, She loves it. Well, um, she won't tell me she loves it, but I think, I think she, I think she likes I think she likes me around these days, or maybe she doesn't even say that. Maybe she doesn't even say that. I, or actually she does it. She gives me a hard time, but because of love. Um, and our relationship has grown stronger, especially since now I'm a uh, homeschooling principal because uh, eh, kids don't go to school anymore. So uh, me being the, principal and the dean of education of of Tegan you know she doesn't like me calling it that but that's cool because we do spend real quality time like at least a half hour of like genuinely sitting down and going through text and having having conversation and it it's wonderful it's wonderful now, I don't know if she'll ever go back to regular school again. Probably not. I, who knows? But if she didn't, I think I'm pretty, I think I'm doing a pretty bang up job of this homeschool thing. What a fantastic. And so there's another resource and another feather in your cap as well. So, you know, going oh, on that yeah. journey of self-love and going through all that personal development and then having, you know, that wonderful opportunity because it is to stay at home with your daughter and do the homeschooling and see different aspects of each other and especially kind of uh, pre-teen girls, you know, they don't they don't really, they give, they, they show love by giving their dads a hard time. That's that's oh, just yeah. uh, that's just what we do, and um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just the way preteen girls roll. <laughs> we give our dads a hard time because we love them. <laughs> Here's a shocker that happened this week, and oh man, out of okay, out of all the things that I told you about my story and whatever. 
okay, cool. I, I totally embrace it. And that's, that's my story. And, you know, that's not who I am anymore. That's just a learning experience for me. And it took me a whole bunch of that to get to where I am now. But this is the hardest thing I've had to deal with. Probably the thing I dealt with this week was way harder than all that crap that I just brought up. She had her first period this week. Oh, did you hear that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're her dad (laughs) and you're there for her. And, um, yeah. I know. I mean, when teenage teenage girls are, you know, are growing up, then yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's a bit more. Um, so the so what I'm taking from yeah. that information, Ryan, is that the personal development is going to be learning to deal with teenage daughters' moods now as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, another yeah, learning yeah. development that hey, dads have to learn. Hey. In every you know, household and, across and, the globe. And I've put, uh, you know, I've developed this growth mindset quite well. So I'm, I'm ready to learn, you know, bring on the challenges. What obstacle do I have to deal with next? It might not be my own personal, but, you know, maybe I can help and assist other people. Oh, like my daughter and how she's feeling and whatever. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be my, it's going to, I'm it. excited and there, there, for there's it. There's four, four, <laughs> four or five moods um, that, that, with that, that uh, you know, teenage girls go through in a day and uh, dads, ha- dads uh, learn to adapt to the different moods. You know when to look at them and when not to look at them. And then you're wrong if you look at them and you're right, right. And you're right if you look at them. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if I'm right, if I'm right 40% of the day, that's a good day. That's know, a good so. day. Yeah. You're not unlike any other dads, believe me. My my um Abby is 14 and her and her dad um love to hate each other. They love to hate each other and they play games yeah. and they walk past each other and one flicks one and then I flicked you last. And yeah, it just we're walking through a shopping center, we're having dinner. It, it never, ever ends. There's just that special relationship between a dad and their daughter that mums yeah. just don't understand. It is completely different and it's definitely attached to self-love and development. And take us through, Ryan, if you don't mind, where are you now with your, um, your self-development? What, what do you do? You mentioned that you're consistent. You mentioned that you come a long way on your self-development journey and you talk about those uh, jail days and drinking and treatment centres as like it's a person of the past, and it is. So take us, RJ, if you don't mind, what does a daily day look like to you when you mention consistency and self-love? What are the actual... Yeah steps or implementations that you could probably share with the audience if they're wanting to start maybe their self-development uh, journey or they think that they need a bit of a change in their life, what what kind of things could they implement into their lives on a daily basis to get them started or to prompt them or motivate them to get started or to, or to even make changes? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll, I'll share with 
with uh, you, the audience of what I do on a daily. This is now keep in mind. Um, this is what I do. By no means, shape or form, do you have to implement this in your life if you don't want to change. Yeah, you don't want to change. Don't do it. But if you want change in your life, okay, well, give what I do a shot and get in contact with me a um, hundred days later and let me know your results. I get up 5.30 every morning. Every morning is 5.30. You know, um, I do not touch my cell phone the first half hour of the day. During that half hour, you know, I'm doing the morning things, you know, getting dressed. Uh, maybe I need a shave on my head. Who knows? Who knows? It's not a shave on my face. It's no shave November. But anyhow, then it's some sort of centering activity for me mentally for the day, you know, preparing myself mentally for the day. Oh, chugging a whole bunch of water right off the bat settling myself into a calm mindset of like being able to like control my day and not being reactive to the day. And part of that is the cell phone. You know, it's super easy to grab. Then what does it do? If you're not aware and haven't centered, and I've noticed this, you know, on days that I do it and days that I don't, days that I immediately grab the cell phone before I even take a piss, all of a sudden I'm in reactive mode. I'm reacting to things that, whether it's emails, text messages, uh, this notification, that notification. Oh, there's this Zoom. There's that Zoom. Oh, you know, oh, another batch of emails I didn't check. You know, and it's constantly just being reactive. And thus... Yeah, haven't taken, I haven't taken control of my day. Now, if I ground myself before that and lay it all out, here's my day. Here's what I'm going to do. Then holding the cell phone, I already know, okay, well, that's just a little distraction, but I know what needs to be completed for the day. Um, when it, and here's four things four things that I do on a daily that, that have without fail, I have done this and a hundred percent positive. And these are simple steps that anybody can do. Drink a gallon of water every single day, dehydrated. You know, you'd be surprised about to realize most people will walk around dehydrated, drink water, a gallon of water, get into workouts. I like a strength training workout. I like a cardio workout. Um, outside walks are phenomenal. I read every single day, every single day. I'm whether it's a half hour, 45 minutes with my daughter, without my daughter, I'm reading. I put in about an hour's worth of reading a day. Then I follow a diet, I follow a diet. And, uh, that includes no booze or drugs or anything like that. You know, so, and my diet isn't like strict or anything like that. You know, 
I'm just not eating processed foods. If it comes in a box, I'm not eating it. Fast food, well, one, I don't even know if fast food restaurants are open anymore. I don't know, but that's like beside the point. Fast food, no, no dice. It's a whole bunch of green, leafy vegetables, a lot of vegetables, clean proteins, and good fats like MTC oil. And keeping it really, my diet, keeping it down to really basic of what I need to sustain energy level and wrapping my, wrapping my brain and my thought process around seeing food as fuel for this human machine, not because um, I'm hungry or bored or uh, I just want a snack on something or um, just because it tastes good, or I'm depressed or whatever, you know, so but that's a mental mindset that I have about food. Now, I do have a young daughter in the house. And she likes all the ice cream and all the sweets and all the candy and all the all that. So it's some some nights I'm making two different meals. (laughs) But that's, that's my self care with the workouts, with the drinking water, with the, with the setting myself up for the day with the mental prep or call it meditation, call it journaling, however that looks like to whoever's listening, you know, what I do might not be for you, but maybe it's just spending a half hour alone. And I find it's easy to get that done by waking up early. Uh, and that's about, that's about the nuts and bolts of, of what a day looks like for me. They're definitely successful habits, that's for sure. Because if we don't make the most of the day, and I call it action before reaction, because for the first hour and 15 of my mornings, um, I have a very, very similar routine because they're routines that sets you up for success. So if you are used to waking up at the same time every morning and you're used to having certain habits, then you're actually um, letting the universe know that you're setting yourself up for success. And I love that you shared that, Ryan. And thank you so much for sharing that really important message. And I really hope our audience picks up on that as well because having that um, action before reaction can totally change your day. Uh, we've all been in the um, in the situation where we've gra- we've woken up, we've grabbed our phone from the next to our bed because that's where we keep them. Uh, that's where our alarm clock is, and then we've gone into the the scroll hole and listened to the the news and the emails and this and that and the gossip and and oh, I forgot to do this and that. And the next thing you know, especially if you you you're going to work as well, one of the lucky people in the world going to work, an hour goes past and you're late for work. So then you're trying yeah. to catch up all day. So then your brain scrambled all day. And then we're going through drive throughs because we didn't have time to have breakfast. And then we're just, you know, it just goes pear-shaped from there and then rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So I'm so glad that you shared that recipe for success because I know how successful you are in the entrepreneurial and coaching field. And I know how strong and how much you've worked on your mindset. And I know how much you're actually impacting other people's lives by showing them this is where I was. 
this is what I've overcome. I'm a complete open book and I'm willing to share all of my, my strength through my vulnerability. And this is where I'm going. So come along with me and I'm going to link arms and I'm going to help you there on the way. Because, um, Ryan, I know that's who you are. I know you help so many people. And uh, we'll be sharing your link out as well where people could connect with you uh, to know more about your journey or if they've connected with your journey uh, through, you know, kind of like the, the alcohol and the jail and the self-loathing um, and to pull yourself out of that and want to be part of the change in the world, people need uh, the world needs more people like our friend RJ here because he has gone through so much. He has lost so much. But to be awake to that and to go on to help others be awake as well and change their lives however they need and want to and him being able to be there as a resource and, and sharing that vulnerability to pull people up, uh, that is just only to be commended. He's an amazing human people. Uh, amazing human and absolutely amazing human and his journey is just so real and I really love those success tips because they are valuable they are they are a mindset success tips so that knowledge is essential if you want to change from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset so bring us up to current day uh, uh, Ryan if you don't mind what kind of message are you sharing with the world and the, what kind of message can we leave our audience on today because you are so inspiring? Well, you know, here's, here's where I'm at today. Um, I ordered a whole bunch of stuff from Amazon this week on... Uh, it's The stuff I ordered on Amazon is going to help me make soap homemade soap and you're probably going to ask why in the hell are you going to make homemade soap why in the well, hell are you going to make uh, homemade soap oh that's a great question thank you very much for asking <laughs> i love it when you ask questions you ask great questions here's why i'm going to make now get this homemade cold pressed goat milk soap ah why am i doing that well, because that's going to be what I sell for the charity or my 503C nonprofit that I'm going to set up. It's inevitable. I'm going to set this up. I'm going to set this up for addiction awareness and not necessarily for, well, Addiction and everybody is affected in some way, shape, or form with somebody that has gone through addiction, whether it's you personally, whether it's your brothers or sisters, maybe it's your fam, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your aunt and uncle, maybe it's your next door neighbor, maybe it's coworkers. Everybody has some sort of experience with addiction and how destructive and devastating it can be. Um, I want to bring the conversation out from the closet, out from underneath the rug, out from under yeah. the bed, and, and talk about it. And no, I like, think that's so needed. It's so, so needed. And, and say, you know what? We can have this conversation uh, because I totally get it. 
I identify with you. You know what? Yeah, I've fucked it up. I've fucked up real bad. But I've also changed and I know how to change it and I know how to become better. It's an easy, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's going to take work. Fantastic. I'm here to help. Um, oh, hey, mom that has an addicted kid, don't shame your kid. Here's why. And then talk about how the different mindsets work. You know, if you're not an addict or have an addict brain and you consider yourself normal, I can't explain to you what it's like. I, you just will not understand. There's no words that I can say that will make you understand. You know, a normal, air quote, normal person has so many times said to me, well, if you know drinking's bad for you, why don't you just stop? Well, yeah, you're right. Why don't I? That's great. I never thought of that. Are you freaking kidding me? Because this thing between my ears is way more powerful than sometimes my logic is. Literally, my brain is stupid. I have to make it think intelligently because it will pick it will pick the stupid thing to do way more often than the smart thing to do. And that's okay. But all right, that was kind of a di digression. Um, to bring the conversation out in the open and, and have, have open and honest conversation about it, like, and just know that it's all right. It's all right. And that's why I'm going to make cold press goat milk soap to sell so that I can, uh, well, one, I might be kind of bored. Oh, but two, it's for a better cause and it's for a nonprofit. So I'm super excited about that. And here's what's happened in my coaching career within the uh, last month. It has taken an unexpected turn. It's taken an unexpected turn because it has turned to addiction. Before, a month and a half ago, I was a business coach on production uh, production focus, uh, strategy, implementation. Fantastic. Great. I was doing well. Something happened in the last month where now I am coaching on addiction, basically using the same principles that I would in business with the focus, the production, the implementation, and the strategy can also work and translate really, really well to helping the addictive mind and and that took get this i don't know if i've told you this um it that took a turn after one of my tiktok videos hit 2.8 million views wow um, yeah that that's when it turned so, so now I kind of feel, now I kind of feel like I'm socially, there's some sort of responsibility that can happen out of that. 
there's definitely a social responsibility. And I think the universe presents these things to us to actually do something with the information and to do something with our story, right? Because our story yeah. was given to us no matter how bad it is or traumatised or victimised it is for a reason. And it's not until we kind of have those breakthroughs and we're ready to receive those messages that we're, these things that we have in our mind that we think we're going to be doing and we have that plan, I'm going to be doing this. But then the, the world will just present us, present us with things that we're actually supposed to be doing at the right time that we need to. And that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I'm so happy and I'm so looking forward to looking um, at that journey for the uh, nonprofit for you. I'm Apparently this is supposed to happen. Um, you, like I'm on a mission from God now all of a sudden, you know, which is which is cool. I'm totally I'm totally up for the uh, challenge, and I embrace it. And like I said, um, it's I I believe in it a hundred percent because I've went through it, you know. And it's my story, and and if I can make a difference and save literally save a life, because it can be it's deadly, it's deadly. It can lead down a super dark rabbit hole and uh suicide is no joke or it it can literally take lives so if i can save one life it's worth it you are so inspiring ryan i really hope that people do connect with you and thank you so much for being brave telling your story you are so appreciated you're so great i'm so grateful for you and you can find our podcast on youtube the facebook group victim to victory podcast series if you got value from today we'll be sharing out ryan's links as well so please subscribe like and comment and i want to leave you with a message of step into your story figure out who you are and do it on purpose thank you very much ryan for being our guest today no problem thank you very much for having me on tracy and of course audience subscribe and leave a comment leave a comment give us some praise thank you very much bye for now <laughs>